Hey everyone, Javier here. Today we are thrilled to announce our latest episode featuring an insightful discussion with our renowned expert Juan. We'll be exploring psychological safety and uncovering some valuable insights you don't want to miss. Let's dive into and learn together. Welcome to the Positive Leadership Academy, where we empower leaders with the skill, knowledge, and support they need to lead with a positivity and make a meaningful impact in their organizations and community. Our programs are designed to provide a transformative learning experience that equips leaders with the tools they need to build strong teams, foster a positive culture, and create lasting impact in their workplaces and beyond. We are excited to share our mission and vision with you today, and we invite you to join our community of positive leaders. Welcome, Juan, to the Positive Leadership Academy. So good to to have you here. We were, we were laughing. It's good that we laughed before the uh, recording start. I think that's a good sign how the episode <laughs> is going to go. <laughs> yes, starting with big smiles on our faces. And thank you for having me, Javier. Happy to be here. Great. Um, I'm I'm a big. We are big fanatics here. What I mean by fanatics is we we talk about psychological safety a lot. I think psychological safety sounds really good. Mm. Like I want to talk to companies, you're like, yeah, I want some of that. And then when you start talking about, okay, this is what we need to do. These are the steps and they're like, uh, hold on mm. a second, right? Like <laughs> they feel like we're giving the power to the people Ooh, and yeah. what's going to happen um, when we do that. And the question that I have for you, since you're an expert in, in what you do, uh, in, in obviously you're using, using psychological safety as one of your tools, is what is your definition when you approach these companies in regards to psychological safety? Yeah, great question. So for me, I tie it back to, I, do, I also do a lot of work in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. So uh, this idea of belonging, right, in the workplace comes up often. Um, and that's what I tie this, this, this feeling of psychological safety to. It's a feeling of belonging. So for me, the definition of psychological safety is creating a workspace where your team members uh, can, are comfortable showing up as their full authentic selves without any fear of being judged or ridiculed um, or, or being, you know, uh, any negative repercussions for possibly saying something that might offend, you know, like, like they, they're, they feel comfortable just being themselves and being transparent and open because the opposite of that, when psychological safety is missing, you get, uh, a lot of risk management is what I call it. Like people are, are, uh, walking on eggshells. They want to be careful with what they say. They don't know how people are going to react, they, you know, and, and then this, this constant, uh, state of, of, uh, being in, in, in like this guarded space, then 
puts you removes your ability to be fully productive and engaged right so um mm. for me that's the main reason and and i get excited about this work because uh it's all connected right at the end of the day we're trying to get people in the workplace to work better together and and to produce better results for for the organization that that they're a part of and in ignoring the the that the need for safety in order to do that is is a, is a huge missed opportunity yeah yeah absolutely and it, it comes to mind it's interesting right we as a consultant in the work that you do we're trying to bring people to an environment so they can be themselves so they can mm -hmm. really be creative and they can perform better and obviously there's so many more benefits for the company but how do we switch the mindset of individuals that there there is no psychological safety in the world that we live in yeah right? the personal i i feel that where i live i mean i live in central coast california very you know there's a lot of diversity here but it's, it's interesting that you know i sometimes i'm like is it psychological safety around the people that we live in and can we mm -hmm. be our authentic selves right um being yourself and not not uh, in a way disrespecting uh, individuals. I mean, my daughters put me in place every single time. They say, Dad, you, you prejudice, Dad, you this. I'm like, well, I'm being myself. I'm expressing myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? How, how we change that mindset? How can leaders, right, um, say, okay, I, for example, I, I had the opportunity to work in the agricultural sector. Mm -hmm. Huge division right you have the people that work in the field the people that manage the people in the field the mm -hmm. people on the production lines and you see these individuals are not coming uh feeling safe mm -hmm. they really are um they feel like okay day by day we need to survive so how how is leaders we can change the mindset i, I think mindset you gotta think to yourself but how can we create an environment to say okay i, I can be myself in this environment where they come from the streets where <laughs> you're so divided. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so much going on. <clears throat> so I have a couple of thoughts on this. Um, the first one is, and this is a, something I do in my, in my own coaching with leaders, is as much as possible, trying to remove the politics from what we're trying to do in the workplace, right? Especially with our, with our team members, because mm. a lot of the challenges uh, stem from this perceived difference, right? That the, the media keeps drilling down in, to, in our brains and it shows up everywhere. Like you said, like even, even, even um, uh, in your neighborhood or, or, or uh, working in, in, in the, in, as in your professional world in the workplace. So, so that's the first thing is like, be aware of how uh, your, the politics, right. Are, is impacting your perception of something. And that's tied, obviously, to your to your biases. Uh, I heard uh, uh, as you were describing that that example is like that's something that I heard in there. It's like, yeah, we all have biases, and that's part of the work is 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 acknowledging uh, our own biases and, and understanding them. Um, they're not bad. They're not they're not not always good. Sometimes, right? They they keep us alive, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, depending on the situation. But but it's not about good or bad. It's just that we have them, and and we have to be aware of them as as individuals, so that when we interact with others, we, we, we have a better sense of like, how, how am I impacting this individual right now through mm. my behavior, through my words, but then also through this work of unpacking your own stuff, you grow empathy 
for others. Um, because again, if we all have it, right, if we are all sort of dealing with our own, our own things all the time, then you sort of pick up a sense of like, okay, this is, uh, they're, they're going through a similar journey. The biases might be different. The, 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 their lived experience is different, but they're, but we're all sort of trying to figure this out. Um, and that gives you a little bit of, it opens you more up more to curiosity, right? As opposed to, mm -hmm. to judgment. So you want to, uh, embrace, uh, <laughs> that curiosity and, and ask more questions and, and connect on a deeper level with, with the people that you're working with. Um, so those are a few things that come to mind as far as, as a leader trying to, uh, change that in, in your own, in your own way, in your own circle. Right. And absolutely. Absolutely. And, and those are great, great points right there as well. Uh, I moved from the Bay Area to the Central Coast, and I couldn't believe that three and a half hours of driving, that's the distance mm. if you drive, and you see how much bias there is. But at the same time, I, I said, well, let me be more compassionate and mm -hmm. understand where do these people come from, why mm. they think the way they do. And it's, there is a, uh, there's a reasoning behind it. And when you pay attention, you're like, oh, no wonder they're thinking this way. Yep. But at the same time, I don't judge them anymore. I don't think they're right or wrong. It's just they grew up with that environment. Yep. So to change that mindset, um, it's a right, it's wrong. It's up to them to realize. But you kind of respect them more because they have a cause. They have a root of that. So yep. it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So. And yeah. How how you got involved? I it's interesting. I am a, I'm a first generation Hispanic. Um, I always felt that I grew up more like okay, I need to blend as much as I can <laughs> so I can be successful. And and I I kind of look back and I say, man, I, I need to do more for my mm. my uh, you know where I'm from and, mm -hmm. and kind of inspire other first time, second, or even third generation Hispanic. To move forward, uh, diversity and inclusion and, uh, and and belonging wasn't a part of what I wanted to do at all. And then, <laughs> obviously, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of took everybody by storm. Mm -hmm. How you got involved? What what was your passion behind doing the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing about about your uh, your personal life there. Um, Sort of similar story here. I, I am also a first generation uh, American. I was born in the Dominican Republic, uh, and my parents moved to New York City when I was young. So I grew. I spent most of my life in New York City. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona now, with my wife and and kids. So from the from a very early age, I remember noticing difference, right? Especially growing up in New York City, like it's it's such a culture, such mm. a diverse place. Um, and and being okay with it like I, it was it was uh for me i feel like growing up in new york city was was proof in many ways that many different cultures and 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 religions and different kinds of people can live in the same place um and 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 it's and it's great right because we have access to and, and and we can learn from each other in those ways um i had i then experienced some some significant culture shock when i went to college in upstate new york i went to syracuse university and I went from being in my hometown, in my hometown of New York City, being you know uh, almost 100% Dominican where I grew up, uh, to being close to maybe I, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like two to three percent of the student population at Syracuse was Latino, and and even less even less than that was Dominican. Um, so that was that was a, a big 
a, a aha moment for me. And it's like, whoa, this is, and that's where I started to see uh, the way that other people perceive me because of the way that I look and where I was from. Um, that 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 those things started to click for me. I was like, okay, this is this is different. <laughs> this is a this is a new kind of experience. Um, and then, unfortunately, I continued to feel that in in my early career. So when I left co- when I graduated from college and started working, it was similar a similar experience that it was it was very much uh, like I was a widget almost in 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 the workplace. They didn't see me as an as an, as a full person, uh, and that's what drove me to become an HR professor, professional. So I, I remember, I, I have a very, very, very vivid memory of a conversation I was having with a leader at the time. Uh, this is um, before um, I became an HR certified, uh, certified in HR. Um, that, 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 that conversation just left me like, I just, I didn't know, I didn't even know what to say or how to react. I just couldn't believe that it was even happening, but it was, there were so many issues with, with, with what was happening there. And, but it was allowed. And I said, there has to be, this can't be okay. This is not how this should, this, these kinds of conversations should happen. And uh, these kinds of leaders shouldn't be able to just do, do these kinds of things. So I decided to become an HR professional so that I could change uh, from the inside, right? Um, organizations like that. So, so that I had a little bit more authority in like the, the processes and policies that uh, were being implemented and, mm. and the training that leaders were getting. That was, that's, which is one of yes. my passions now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing. You, you made me remember, uh, and this is, this is a true story where I have seen, uh, even HR personnel just throwing resumes to the garbage because they didn't match mm. a particular last name. Yeah. Right. And, or they're like, Oh, I cannot pronounce his first name and last name. Oops. Yep. And and I'd be like, uh, this is wrong. This is really bad. <laughs> you know. I mean, I was. I remember I I came in 1984, and there were a few choices of how you were being your category. You know, there was there was either white, mm. <laughs> Asian, or black, or African American. There were so many. There was few choices, and then it slowly started growing, and now things are getting to the point that is a lot of choices there. And I was put in a category without asking. Mm. Like, okay, this is, this is where you belong. This is what it is. Um, and now uh, it's very interesting how quite a change after, I mean, 40 years has passed. And, and you see this, I guess, from people like you that, that say, hey, this is not right. We need to change this yeah. in a way that makes people feel belong. Right. Exactly. If you if yeah. you pick category, and the other day I was made me think. You made me think I was in the um, emergency room with my daughter, and and um, she's fine, but she was there, and the lady said, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna put her Hispanic," and she out of the blue, she had a concussion. She's like, "Hold on, what you say?" And I'm like, "It's all right, honey." And she's like, "No, no, no, I I don't consider myself Hispanic." Hmm. And I was like, I look at the lady, I'm like, "Hey, you gotta." You gotta hear what you say. <laughs> you gotta put down what you say. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> you know. And I told her, "Go, good for you. You stood up for what you want to identify yourself, and it's fine. Uh, no problem." And and it's interesting now. The new generations are, I think, advocating more, right, mm-hmm. for for that. Where before, I agree with you. It was it's it was really it's really interesting how we have developed, and and thanks to the people that that you do. I'm curious to know because 
diversity, I for me, diversity is I look at the board directors or the senior mm. leadership, and I identify and say, okay, fine. They have they have some uh, Latina, they have African American, they have Asian, great. They have a good diversity of people. Mm. Inclusion is the one that I look at companies and say, are you really doing inclusion 100%? Right. What, what is your definition of, of that? And, and also kind of adding more to this question is how, how can leaders really identify if they're really implementing inclusion to, to the workplace? Absolutely, yeah. So I'm glad you brought this up because um, I have seen this a lot in, in my experience. Uh, organizations and leaders that that focus identity or, or define diversity as race or gender and and they check off those boxes they got they have a nice mix and they say and they think we're, they're done um but so but first diversity is so much more right than what you can see um and that's something that i work with organizations on um one, one of the biggest challenges i i with organizations that i work with are they have this this idea of like what a diverse workforce looks like and it isn't what they have now, at least that's what they think. And then they, they, they get stuck in like, how do we get, how do we hire more people of color or how do we hire more X, Y, Z fill in the blank. Right. And it's like, well, well, we have to go back to like understanding why, why do we, do you think you need more of that? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, w w through those questions, we realize you haven't actually even taken the time to identify the, the diversity on your team beyond, beyond again, the, the visible attributes of some of your staff members, because what, what I like to focus on is diversity of uh, lived experience, diversity of uh, religion and, and beliefs and, and even political beliefs and, and ideations. Um, but anyway, any number of things that mm. you cannot possibly know about someone just by looking at them, right? So. And that adds to the the seasoning, if you will, of of your workforce because people are showing up. It, it, they, they, you might not see it, but but that is how they're processing information. That is how they're communicating. That is how they're thinking about their work, right? Through all of these other lenses that are invisible. So that's the first thing. Um, and then to your point about inclusion, because when you have diversity and you don't have inclusion. You basically just have a retention issue, right? Because nobody's going to stick around if they know that they're the token blank yeah. person, right? <laughs> so <laughs> inclusion then means like, all right, now you have this diversity on your team, or you're now aware of the diversity on your team. How are you going to leverage it to make your business better? How are you going to, uh, what, what opportunities are you going to create so that the, the people of color on your team can, can add more value or, or as much value as, as anyone else, right? Because it's, it's about equal opportunity as well um, uh, to your organization. And, and that's where inclusion, it's not, uh, often pe people think that inclusion is just about, you know, the kumbaya story, right? Like, let's just all get along, everybody <laughs> respect each other, which is, of course, important. But that doesn't move the needle when it comes to to business, right? That's that's the other side of the coin. Like the the only reason we're we're all here together is because we're we're moving, uh, we're trying to get um, sort of move uh, move forward on on the mission of this organization or this business. So how are we going to do that together now as a, as a collective, leveraging all of our unique skills and attributes, right? Mm. Um, so that's where yeah. it is. Yeah, and you and you bring a really good point. Um... Because when we recognize, right, when we recognize the strengths of each individual, mm -hmm. it, 
it seems like the barriers, the separations kind of eliminate from, from all of us as yeah. a team because we are identified as our strengths. Like, and you, like you say, adding your flavor. Yeah. And, and those barriers completely disappear because we are appreciating the best of you and the best of what you can be and, and how you can help the organization with your strengths and that kind of disappear. Instead of, like you say, having these different uh, backgrounds, races, you name it. And then it's like, it's so obvious. It, you just did it for, for the show. So you look yeah. good, right? Like yeah. um, every diversity inclusion uh, manager or VP, they were, it's, it's interesting. They were all either people of color and you're mm -hmm. like, a why not hire a white man? I mean, they 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 have that they can they can have the same knowledge as the other Absolutely. person, but they kind of do it to look to look good, and that's that's our group. Belonging, uh, that's something that at this it, I, mean, I worked for corporate America for over twenty five years. Mm -hmm. Never, I think one of the companies I felt belong. The rest mm -hmm. I didn't at all. Uh, and I try my best, <laughs> you know, you try yeah. your best to say, okay, I'm going to stick around on the, uh, Friday night and whatever beer night they used to call it. <laughs> they don't do that anymore because there was a lot of DUIs, <laughs> but you, you try to blend. Yeah. You don't, uh, you try your best. You don't. Right. And, and belonging is such a important place, right? Because we spend, we spend more time at work than any other place, mm -hmm. uh, during, during your day. So how can in leaders create that belonging space? Yeah. So one thing I'll say, and this might, um, oftentimes people are surprised when, when I say this about belonging, is that the feeling of belonging is different for everybody, right? Let's say I'm an introvert. So I wouldn't go to those happy hour events. That's not, that's not my thing, right? And, and belonging in that situation if, in order for me to feel like I belong would be my team understanding and being okay with me not going to that event as opposed to making me feel badly or, or like I'm being excluded, but it's my choice. So, so like the, 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 the belonging, this idea of belonging is about giving people the autonomy to choose how they want to engage in the workplace. Right. And I'm talking now outside of like your job and, and, and responsibilities. Cause those are obviously we all have, uh, roles and responsibilities that we have to uh, complete and do in order in order to maintain our jobs. But outside of that, when I'm talking about like the cultural stuff, um, that is that is where I where where I like to to spend time thinking talking to leaders about like how are you uh, creating spaces where people can opt in or opt out. And that and that is the point. Like it is okay, right? I think about also uh, ERGs, like employee resource groups, and how they can be a, a catch-22. I've seen them work really well, but also sometimes they just become these cliques of people that essentially are, are think the same or, 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 or uh, believe the same things. And that's for me, that's not inclusion or belonging. Just because there's this group that exists um, that I can technically belong to because of one of my identities doesn't mean that even in that group I will belong. I would feel like I belong, right? So, so there's, it's this idea of there's no, there's no formula for it. It's really uh, a creating opportunities for people to, to choose and, and giving and, and, and it being okay. What, whatever the choice is, it is, it is okay because they're doing it from their own 
uh, free will and 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 their and their desire to either engage or not engage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Is giving those options for the individual to choose, but yeah. but obviously giving giving those options as well um, in order for them to to feel okay. I I work in an environment once where there was um, I think the CEO. CEO is Jewish. I mean, he's from Israel and the uh, COO Muslim. And it was interesting how they created an environment where they have a they had a prayer room. Mm-hmm. Um, they they really respected all the religious holidays. Were really, and it was a place where belonging. It was it was very interesting how people felt very comfortable and really uh working in that environment and it was it was it was really nice but like you say they they provided options for yeah. you to opt in and then from there um it was uh it was interesting inclusion wasn't but belonging was part of it it's funny <laughs> how how is it yeah um just to wrap it up and and to tell us more about yourself and and mm-hmm. how can people find you and 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 really uh tap into your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience. What do you think? I I think 2020, 20, um, I'm thinking about 2026. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> 2024 is, it is going to be an interesting year. Mm-hmm. I, I always think that politics, uh, either you here, there, whatever, um, in, really affects uh, work dynamics as well, right? Um, but moving forward, um, especially here in America, what do you see the challenges when it comes to diversity and inclusion um, that we're going to be facing and leaders are going to be facing? Because mm-hmm. I, when, I, where I, when I see what's happening throughout the world uh, in a political and a work environment, I, I'm thinking, man, th- there's going to be, I love challenges, but this is not over yet. Yeah. Like We haven't found that utopia uh where you know we we just think about something else you know yeah. what do you think some of the challenges that some of the leaders might face here in america yeah great question and this is something that uh my, my team and i are thinking about a lot as we as we prepare for this year um so the the political landscape for sure is is going to be top of mind a uh, uh, presidential election year and uh i can't i, I think i saw this somewhere on social media this earlier this week, but it's essentially, it feels like 2020 all over again, right? Cause we've got what, what looks like it's going to be Trump as, as the, as the top Republican candidate and, and Biden again. So there's, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> things that are happening now that are, that are, that are taking us back to uh, uh, something we experienced, you know, four years ago. So, so that is, that, that's a big one though. They're, they're just a, what happens with politics and the division that's going on in our country and, and that's going to eke into the workplace. Um, and for leaders, I think m- having to manage that is is going to be a, a huge challenge. I think we 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 like to think that when we're in the workplace, it's about business, right? We're here to do a job. Uh, let, let's get it done. But but the reality is that the business is people and human interacting, humans interacting and, and, and working together. So um, we need to be able to reconcile those differences in the workplace and, and leaders are going to have to play a really big role in that. So uh, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. I feel like I can say a lot more <laughs> about how, how yeah. it is good. I, I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's so interesting because I, I do have clients and even when the war started in uh, Israel and Gaza, mm-hmm. um, obviously as a consultant, we, need, we cannot be biased, but I can see the division I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty interesting the yeah. way they, and I can see it in politics, right? Um, I mean, I have clients in the East Coast, West Coast, completely different. And I'm thinking, wow, I hope, uh, I hope we don't take things out and we don't go back to, like you said, four years ago, six years ago, where we, we you know, we took a step back in, in a lot of the diversity and inclusion and belonging in the workplace. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's going to be very interesting. It is so, interesting, but I, I do have hope. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll oh, end yeah, on that note. That's something that we cannot lose, right? If we lose yes. hope, then we... <laughs> In my in my work, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But I, there are I am encouraged by the number of people that are still engaging and wanting to go deeper in the DI work this year. So, uh, I, absolutely, I always say that conversations are key. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how you craft your questions and make it deeper, and really let's have a conversation let's talk without any judgment whatsoever let's try to understand each other point of view and see what we can uh come up with and kind of co-live in this environment Mm -hmm. i think that's the key right the moment that there's no conversation and there's just division i think that's when things get out of out of control there but absolutely i i do have hope i believe here since 19 1984. So I, I have seen many changes, and I have hope for the new generations as well. So you know, America is and and is still is that that dream that a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, dream about, and we can be an example of it. So that's absolutely hope. Hope is, is the last <laughs> thing we're gonna look. keep hope alive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So where can people find you? <clears throat> okay. So. Uh, my website is is the main place I do business. It's DEI for diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEIProfinder.com. And then I also spend some time on LinkedIn. That's the only social platform I'm on. But I'll make sure you have the links for, for the show notes for both of those places. Uh, but yes, I'm always excited to engage with anyone wanting to talk about uh, HR, DEI, psychological safety, leadership, and all of the challenges that we're facing as, as, a, as, a, as professionals in the workplace. Um, constantly so absolutely uh, please reach out and uh i appreciate you being aware of that incident that you have with a leader and you say okay i gotta i gotta get into hr and i gotta i gotta change things right change because people like you idea. are making a difference uh so that way people become more productive i think it kind of helps everybody right i yeah. think when you have employees that are more engaged and more proactive they feel they feel more belong Companies are going to be better. The economy is going to go better, right? Mm-hmm. But the moment that they're not part of the company, they, they feel they're more like, um, you know, factory workers, you know, punch yep. in, punch out. Then obviously companies are going to suffer. So it's a very key component. I tell leaders, I go, spend some time in that. But obviously you got to change the leader, right? You got to do that inner work for the leader to change Absolutely. in order to see the opportunities. So. Yes. We appreciate your time, Juan. Thank you for being part of the Positive Leadership Academy uh, podcast and being one of the guests that brings positivity to the <laughs> workplace. Awesome. Thank you for having me.
Thank you for joining us today and learning more about Positive Leadership Academy. We hope that you found this podcast episode valuable. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your network, leaving a comment, or following us on social media. By sharing and engaging with our content, you can help us reach more potential leaders and make a positive impact in the world. Once again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to continue to provide valuable insight and resources to support your leadership journey. Don't forget to sign up for our Positive Leadership Academy at no cost by visiting our website and entering your email. We can't wait to welcome you to our community of positive leaders.